Coming up on today's episode, we got a jam-packed episode here. We got a lot to talk about. We're putting this in drive, and we're talking about Dolphins training camp here. I'll give you guys my thoughts on that. A lot of updates have been going down since I last talked to you guys. So I'm talking Tua here. I'm talking Tyreek Hill. I'm talking a lot of good things, and also a couple things that worry me, okay? There's a couple things that worry me here. I'm going to let you guys know, give you guys my overall thoughts on training camp thus far, give you the update on that. Also, Stephen Ross, my man, what is you doing? Miami Dolphins losing a first-round pick next year, a third-round pick the following year, and Stephen Ross fined $1.5 million for getting caught tampering. Tune in for my thoughts on that because I light that dude's ass on fire on this podcast. Like, I, It's just—I'll let you guys just check it out. And also, Deshaun Watson suspended six games? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen— Another rant about that as well. And then the final team of my AFC East preview, we talk about it. And unfortunately, it's the New England Patriots. But we break it down kind of quick. We go through the schedule and then we figure out where the Dolphins stack up, where the Bills stack up, the Jets and the Patriots as my AFC East predictions will come to an end. So stay tuned to those final records. And yeah, jam-packed show. But hey, I had a lot of fun doing it. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. So all that coming up right here on the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. Welcome to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. All right, everyone. We are just a step closer to some Dolphins football, baby. I mean, goddamn. What a long offseason it's been. What a long time it's been. I mean, we've been so desperate for some damn Dolphins football. And we're here. We're live. Like, we're officially, like, in there. I mean, pads are on. Training camp's going on. Preseason is, what, a week away? I mean, (laughs) the NFL season is, what, four weeks away? I mean, we're right there, a little bit over a month away from the NFL regular season. You got the Hall of Fame game here yesterday. So football's already in full swing. And damn, like, how good does that feel? Like, you feel that excitement, you feel that energy, you feel that optimism, that belief in your team. Because, listen, I know Dolphins Twitter, for a fact, has been having a damn good-ass time. I mean, I was witness to that when we hosted a Spaces earlier um, last week after the first day of training camp that was open to the public. I mean, fans are just freaking excited. (laughs) And I'm excited myself, honestly. I love to see it. I love to see the excitement. Like, right here is probably one of the most... I'd say probably the most fun I have every single season. Like if I honestly take a second and look back at it every time, like around preseason, once training camp is happening, like you have this certain level of optimism. That's just undefeated. Like anybody can try to talk shit about your team and you're like, nah, like we're going to the chip. We're going to the playoffs. Like you start talking crazy and you kind of got to pump the brakes, but it's so damn hard to, right? (laughs) I mean, when you see the highlights films, when you see your quarterback, you know, slinging balls left and right, uh, throwing touchdowns, you know, your your wide receivers balling out. Like, you just got to get excited, man. Like, it's so hard to kind of, you know, limit expectations when you see so many positives. But right around the corner is the regular season. <laughs> and the regular season 
is when the stress comes, when the that's so Dolphins things happen, when the losses pile up, the losing streaks, the rumors, the coach is doing bad, the offensive line is sucking ass. Like, that's when everything hits the fan. But honestly, to all the fans that are enjoying training camp and feeling so, so optimistic, listen, do you, man. Like, I love that. I've I've been there before. I love it. I'm kind of on the same boat. Um, a little bit different than years past because I'm just so scared after last season specifically. I mean, last season specifically, you guys remember listening to this podcast, man. I thought the team was a sure lock to go into the playoffs. And then what do we start? One and seven? I mean, granted, we had a nice turnaround, but starting one and seven, I mean, yikes. What a brutal season <laughs> last year, come to think about it. I mean, you think about it now, and it's just like, shit, we started one and seven. Damn. Hey, but nonetheless, it's crazy to think that. But, hey, the facts are the facts. Like, the Miami Dolphins have back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in God knows how long. Like, so long. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know if it was 2000. I know for sure we haven't had a playoff win since 2000. Um, But, yeah, man optimism is through the roof but talking about optimism why are the fans optimistic you ask right it's because of training camp so training camp as you all know by now has been open to the public starting last week and man what a joy it was to see Tyreek Hill to see Tua and all that excitement all the fans I mean they were hyped up I mean Tyreek Hill took the mic right away addressed the Miami fan base did a backflip Hyping up the crowd. I mean, what better way to basically hype up the crowd than have the cheetah himself just go out there and take the mic, man? I mean, Tyreek Hill has shown nothing but leadership, swag, being a mentor to Jalen Waddle. I mean, this dude has literally embraced like being the Dolphins' best player and being the face of the franchise. I know other people will say to it, but hey, listen, Tyreek Hill is a fucking champ, okay? Tyreek Hill is the face of this franchise, whether you want to accept it or not. And this dude fully embraces it. Like, this dude knows he's a leader. This dude knows nobody could fuck with him. Like, I love that. Like, when's the last time? I talked about it in the YouTube stream um, earlier this week. When's the last time that you were able to say, yo, the Miami Dolphins have this player that is so fucking talented and people are scared to play against them. Who the hell has been scared to play against any Miami Dolphins player since Dan Marino? I'll wait. Crickets, right? We finally fucking got one of them. Tyreek Hill and probably arguably the best in his position. I mean, maybe top three. I mean, you can argue Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. Is he falling off a little bit? You don't know. But Tyreek Hill, talking about a guy who's made six Pro Bowls in every single year of his career has made the Pro Bowl. Super Bowl champion. Y'all see the stats. You, you guys who play fantasy football, you see the numbers he puts up on there. The dude is the real deal. And he's wearing aqua and orange this season? Man, hey, listen, Tua wasted no time connecting with him. with a, I think it was a 65-yard touchdown bomb to Tyreek Hill the first day of training camp open to the public. I mean, that literally broke Twitter. I mean, Twitter was going nuts. Beautiful thrown ball, beautiful ball placement. And hey, everyone that's saying Tua don't got no arm strength, ha, that shit didn't look like he didn't have no arm strength, boy. (laughs) Listen, y'all better, man, yo, Tua haters out there, I know they're sick. But man, I'm going to tell you one thing. 
You guys know my, how I feel about Tua. You guys know. You guys know that listen to me on this podcast. I'm a Tua believer, but I got to keep it real. Like, he has to improve. He has to show me a lot. Now, I'm going to tell you, when I say I'm a believer, I'm a believer. I wanted this man over Justin Herbert. I will own that take, even though Justin Herbert has been more successful. I wanted Tua. I got a Tua damn jersey on day one. Like, I'm rooting for this man. And when I tell you that, I'm putting pressure on him. This is the year where I get to really judge him. This is the year whether I'm done with him or, or in on him. He let me down last year. I will admit it. I said it on the podcast, especially that game against Tennessee. Like, that was the game. But, man, what I've seen from him this, this training camp so far, and I know it's just training camp. I know it's just practice. But when I tell you that Tua looks different, oh, the man looks different. The man looks absolutely different. I mean, the way he's moving in the pocket, the way he's delivering, the quickness of the, of the throws, his deep ball has looked amazing. His connection with Jalen Waddle, his connection with Tyreek Hill, like these dudes are out here eating and the DBs are getting roasted in practice. I saw um, Tua's trainer actually talk about, uh, there was this clip on Twitter. He said, Tua's been under so much shit, pretty much. And he's lacked confidence. But when Tua has confidence, it's a different Tua. He said, like, Tua with confidence is pretty much a Super Bowl contender. And you know what's crazy? Do you know what you're seeing in training camp? Do you know what you're seeing in these interviews? You hear Tua clapping back at media members, right? <laughs> yeah, I had to see that. He, he, is, he hasn't held back. You know what I see in all that? Confidence. A confident Tua. Listen, he's been taking strides. I hope he keeps this up. I mean, let's see. We still got the rest of training camp to go. We got preseason and then the regular season. Like, obviously, you know, y you can be excited, but that's about it. You got you to stay there. You got to stay there. You can't go out on a limb and say, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the playoffs. I still think we need to pump the brakes even on that. But it's okay to get excited because what I've seen from this man in particular in Tua has been amazing so far. I mean, he's racked up the orange jerseys. You guys know the practice player of the week rocks the orange jersey the next day. Tua is racking up the orange jerseys. Another player who's been a stud, Javon Holland. He's also racking up orange jerseys in training camp. Christian Wilkins, I've heard great things about him. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's literally burning everybody who, who faces him. Everybody. Nobody could stop this man. Not Xavier Howard, not Nick Needham, not Trill Williams. Noah, don't, please, don't get me started. Flip the page on that. Um, and Jalen Waddle also hearing great things about him. Zach Sealer also had himself an orange jersey day as well, so shout out to him. Um, Tyreek Hill, man, I talked about his impact. But who are the busts, right? Who have been the bust of this training camp? Nick Needham. I mean, every time I'm hearing about Nick Needham, he's just getting torched. Like, Tua is literally picking on whoever he's guarding and just delivering the ball, and Nick Needham's just getting beat every single time. And Nick Needham is a guy who I really, really like. I mean, you guys have listened to me last year. No, I'm a big, big Nick Needham guy. I mean, I love Nick Needham. 
but he's got to step it up. He looks a step slow from what I'm hearing, and I don't like it. And this is a position that I really, really need the Dolphins to figure out because the DB position is very, very thin. Is Byron Jones going to be healthy? Is Xavier Howard going to hold up? Nick Needham's supposed to be that third guy. He's supposed to be the guy in the nickel. He's supposed to be, you know, the guy that's in the nickel. And, hey, if, if Byron Jones is out, like, you got Nick Needham to step the hell up. Make a play here and there. He's got to be better. I'm hearing great things about Trill Williams, but it just, I can't look at that, you know, Trill Williams and just be okay. It just doesn't move the needle for me. It honestly doesn't. I need the DBs to play better. I need Nick Needham to step the hell up. Hopefully he can. Offensive line, not hearing too many good things about the offensive line. I'm hearing they're doing okay, but it's inconsistent. Uh, Teron Armstead, I believe he has not practiced yet. Uh, the Connor Williams experiment, I don't think is going too well. I'm hearing good things about Austin Jackson, but it's Austin Jackson. I cannot get too excited about that. <laughs> so offensive line remains to be um, an issue, and that is very, very concerning. I'm hoping that, you know, once Teron Armstead is out there, that everything kind of fixes itself. You know, you got that leader, um, you know, commanding that offensive line and, you know, being that leader that he is. Maybe he can fix it. So that that's my take on training camp. I definitely wanted to share that with you guys. Um, also, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the tampering that Stephen Ross did earlier this week and got caught with. Um, it's a damn shame. So the Dolphins lost next year's pick, their own first-round pick, and they also lost a 2024 third-round pick. So those of you who don't know, Stephen Ross was trying to talk to Tom Brady about luring him to become a Miami Dolphin and have a part of ownership when he wasn't supposed to. And he got caught tampering, and he also did the same with Sean Payton. So Stephen Ross, you're holding another L, but guess what? Stephen Ross got these picks taken away from him. He lost $1.5 million that he got fined. But who the hell really loses here? It's us. It's the fan base. Steven Ross is letting the fan base down constantly. Letting us down. Constant bullshit. You hear the shit about Deshaun Watson, Steven Ross is out there. You hear the stuff about Brian Flores and the tanking game, Steven Ross is mentioned there. And now you hear this about tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton, and guess what, Steven Ross? You didn't even get none of them. So you got caught, and you don't even get Tom Brady or Sean Payton. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it, the, you can't make this shit up. Like, this is so Dolphins right here. You got a good vibe going. We're all feeling great about training camp. And boom, here comes Steven Ross just... Fucking up the whole vibe. We still do hold the 49ers first round pick next year. So we will be picking in the first round, but it'll be the Niners pick. Hopefully they suck some ass and, you know, rack up some losses, but I highly doubt it. I think that team is really talented. However, they are playing Trey Lance. He didn't really get to play much his rookie year. So maybe some growing pains there will rack up some losses. We'll see. So we're rooting against the 49ers. But damn, Steven Ross, my man, you are taking L's after L's after L's, and you are hurting this fan base more than anything. Can't make this shit up. One more thing before I jump into our part four of the AFC East predictions. Deshaun Watson was suspended six games. NFL is appealing that. I think they want to make it longer, maybe a year suspension. We'll see. Six games for, what, 25 um, cases there? 
Calvin Ridley gets 17 games for gambling. But Deshaun Watson does all of these things as basically a sexual predator. And he gets six games. Make that make sense. The NFL is just a joke of a league, honestly. I mean, if Deshaun Watson, if this thing doesn't go for a full season at minimum, I mean, he shouldn't even be playing in the league. I mean, when you think about how many people he affects by doing that, think about the woman out there. Think about other players who have daughters, other players who have, you know, wives, like the fan base, the woman in the fan base, workers. I mean, my man, you got like 25 lawsuits there, bro. Like, how the fuck do you have somebody, you know, playing in the NFL after that? Like, it, it's just, it's mind-boggling, man. And I, I feel bad for, you know, those women that came out and, you know, who were probably so hesitant to saying something. You know, they say something, and then this is, this is what happens to Deshaun Watson. I mean, the dude gets a bag in the offseason, gets paid like crazy money. He gets traded to a team, which he wanted to, and then he's only suspended six fucking games? Like, this dude literally did some bullshit and comes out... In probably a better position, like help me, like help help me make that make sense. It's a damn shame, and this is why you know the NFL had a stance here. Like they had a chance to probably, you know, this is bigger than Deshaun Watson. This is bigger than football. They had a a chance to make a stand here for what's right and what's right for all women in the world. And this is why, you know, this is why. People don't even speak up when shit happens. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. And the, the NFL and, you know, whether they get this appeal to be bigger or not, I mean, they're still honestly a joke of a league. Like, I'm a fan of the NFL, fan of the Miami Dolphins. Like, I love, the, I love it. But, I mean, the commissioner and the way it's ran, it's, it's bullshit. So I got to call them out on it. Sorry for that tangent there. I just wanted to share that right here on my podcast because I'm going to talk my shit. That needed to be said. I wanted to say it, and there you have it. But we flipped the page. Part four here of my AFC East prediction. Remember, I told you guys right before preseason we were going to net down the Buffalo Bills schedule, the Dolphins schedule, the Jets schedule, predict wins and losses, and we're down to the fourth and final team, and that is the New England Patriots. I have no guess for this one, so we're going to run through this quickly. We're probably going to spend about 15 minutes, maybe less on this. Uh, win and loss, you know the vibes. I mean, we've done it here. Um, just for right now, let me let you know that I have Buffalo at 14 and 3. I have the Miami Dolphins at 10 and 7. Listen, I hope it's 11. I, my heart tells me 11, but my gut is telling me 10. And I'd rather mar- set the bar low and be excited if we exceed that than to be upset. Like I've been every fucking year. Um, then, and I have the New York Jets uh, at a competitive 7-10. and 10. So let's see if the Patriots finish third, fourth, second, first. Nah, definitely not first. Let's see where I have the Patriots ranking up. And I'm, I have the whole slate of games here. I have not reviewed this. I'm going about this on the fly. You'll hear my instant reactions. And let's see. I hope that I don't have these guys better than the Patriots. But I mean, better than the Dolphins. But I highly doubt it. So... New England Patriots schedule. Mac Jones and himself, week one. They're at Miami playing the boys. 
You already know what I got here. I got a loss for the Patriots. I got a Miami Dolphins win. Miami Dolphins at home. Tyreek Hill. The, the, the energy in that Hard Rock Stadium is going to be through the roof. Um, Tua, year three. The way he's looked in training camp, I think that carries over. And we literally start this year on a momentum swing. Dolphins pick up the win, so I got the Patriots losing week one. Now week two, New England continues to be on the road. This time they're at Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh is without Big Ben, obviously. They have Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I believe Trubisky is going to be the starter. He has not looked well in training camp from what I'm hearing. I really, really don't believe in this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I personally don't like this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I think their offensive line is bad. I think they're just fluky. Like, not not cutting it. Not cutting it. That's a third-place team right there. That's a third-place team, probably fourth. Think about it. The Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens are coming in hot. And then the Browns, you know, hey, they, if the Predator plays and Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's a better team. Like, that's... It is what it is. Like, Pittsburgh's flirting with fourth place in their division. So, I don't think of Pittsburgh being that nice. Therefore, I have actually Bill Belichick taking advantage of that, going on the road and picking up the win and starting the season off one and one. Now, next, they are playing at home in Foxborough. This is their home opener, and they're taking on the Baltimore Ravens. This Baltimore Ravens team, I've told you guys about this on the pod, I think they're coming out for blood. I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a hell of of a season. I think these boys are going to be winning their division and being a serious threat to get to the Super Bowl. I really, really think that. I think of Baltimore very, very high this year. Um, therefore, I'm giving a Baltimore Ravens win here. So I have the Patriots picking up a loss in week three, starting the season one and two here so far. And week four, they are going to Lambeau Field, taking on the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, without Devontae Adams, but they still have Aaron Rodgers himself, the bad man. Playing in Lambeau is going to be tough for New England to get the win. I got New England picking up a loss here. Then week five, taking on the Detroit Lions. Lions have played competitive now. Don't sleep on them Lions. They had a cl couple close games. But I am not picking them here. I think the Patriots take care of business there. Pick up the win. Give them a solid W. Next game, they're at Cleveland. Is Jacoby Brissett going to start? Obviously, that is what's probably going to happen. Now the Patriots have a chance to beat this team. At Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett. Hmm, this is a tough one. It's a tough one. But I'm going to go with Nick Chubb having a crazy, crazy game here. I think they highly just feed Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb at home. Give, give me the Browns to win that. I think the Patriots pick up a loss. Now they take on the Chicago Bears at home. Justin Fields has, I mean, the Bears offseason is a joke, right? Got to give the Patriots to win. I mean, the Patriots there at home. I like their chances. Next, they're playing the Jets at MetLife. This is tough. But if you remember what I said when I recorded the Jets thing, was that the Patriots were going to get a loss here. So I actually have the Jets winning. I mean, Jets at home, I think they do take care of business. So I got the Patriots losing to the Jets in a close one. But at MetLife, I like the Jets' chances there. Now they're at home taking on Indy. Jonathan Taylor himself, I don't think it's enough. 
I don't think it's enough. I think the Patriots win. I think home field advantage takes a factor here. Um, next, they're at home against the Jets. This is the one I think they win. I think they split against the Jets, but this one being at home, carrying a little bit momentum for the indie game, I think the Patriots win that game as well. Um, and now they're on the road against Minnesota. It's going to be a tough game. But I just don't think Minnesota is that good. Yeah, they have Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they have Justin Jefferson and all them boys. But their defense doesn't really excite me. They're always doing something wrong. Like, it's the Vikings. Like, they just find ways to lose. I think the better coach team wins this game. I'll take Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots picking up a win, making it three wins in a row. But reality kicks in. Taking on Buffalo at home. You know, the fans are going to be excited. They're at home. They're coming off a three-game losing streak. They're playing the division rivals. They think they got a chance. But, man, Buffalo puts it on them. Buffalo, easy win here. I got the Patriots picking up a loss against the Bills. Now, they go on the road to take on the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a way more talented team. Kyler Murray and himself, DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, Cardinals take this game. They should. I mean, they find ways to lose games as well. But I like the talent on the side of the Cardinals. So I think the Patriots pick up a loss here. Now, on the road again in Las Vegas. Now, remember, Vegas is a new-look team. They got Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. I think he's going to kill. I mean, when you got a guy like that playing on your side, that's just scary. It's hard to go against that. I got the Patriots picking up a loss there as well. Um, now they play Cincinnati at home. Man, playing Cincinnati at home, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I'm going to give the edge to New England. I think these are the type of games that they win, and I think they do win. I think it's a close one, but I'm going to give them the win on that. Now, they're at home here, taking on the Miami Dolphins. Listen, we're going to sweep their ass. Give me two of those wins for the Dolphins. Patriots lost here. You heard it here first. Dolphins are sweeping that ass. Like, just please, sweep, sweep, sweep. They're rounding off the season here at Buffalo, okay? Buffalo's riding on a high. They're looking already at the playoffs. They probably already clinched this division. They're resting a couple people. They might just play a half. This is where the Patriots take advantage and win this game. I don't think Buffalo really takes this game seriously. And there you have it. I mean, there is the Buffalo Bills schedule. I told you we were going to run by it quick. I mean, I didn't want to spend too much time on a New England Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick coach team there. But there you have it. I mean, not too crazy of a season. I mean, a lot of people I know do respect the New England Patriots a bit more than I do. Uh, granted, I do respect Bill Belichick, but I just don't believe in Mac Jones. I really don't. I mean, he's shown flashes here and there, but I don't believe in him. I mean, remember that game against Buffalo where they were just running the ball? Like, literally, he only threw, like, what, two passes? I mean, shit like that shows me a lot. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't. I don't forget about those type of things. I mean, granted, we don't have the best quarterback situation in Miami, but it's really hard to just sit here and, you know, praise the, the New England Patriots the way people do. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, they lost Tom Brady, and ever since they lost Tom Brady, they're just not the same team. And people seem to really not understand that. <laughs> I mean, it's taken them a while to understand it, which is, is mind-boggling to me. But, hey, I, I mean, think about it. Something's got to give, right? Something's got to give. So 
do I think they can have a better record? I mean, absolutely. Am I really going to be the guy that, you know, um, doesn't think that a Bill Belichick team could pull out more than eight wins? I think it's absolutely possible. But when it comes to these predictions, I actually have the New England Patriots finishing eight and nine, finishing third in the division. So there you have it. Previewing the AFC East. Now, does it go the way as planned? I hope not. I hope the Dolphins are in first place. But that is just my, you know, eyeball prediction here. So to cover it all, I got the Buffalo Bills first place at 14 and three. Miami in second place, finishing at 10 and seven. Hopefully more than that. Uh, third place, the New England Patriots finishing eight and nine. And fourth place, the New York Jets finishing at seven and 10. I think this division, though is going to be something for years to come. I think this AFC East continues to get better, and I think it's not going to stop. I think it's going to continue to get better as Mac Jones gets better, as Zach Wilson's get better, as Tua gets better. These young QBs, and then Josh Allen, obviously he's still young, and you see they're Super Bowl contenders. I mean, this division is going to be something to watch for the next couple of years. I mean, this division and the division, I believe that's the AFC West with the Raiders, Broncos, chargers and chiefs i think those two divisions are the ones that you're like wow like that's an exciting 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 division but hey that wraps it up man i mean this was great chopping it up talking some dolphins football previewing this whole afc east hopefully you know the dolphins pick up more wins than i said but man it's been fun and we 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 got a lot more things in store preseason is right around the corner but yeah man that's a lot of fun and that's a wrap uh, we will do more things coming up on the basement as well remember i've joined that we had our first stream this week if you guys didn't check it out follow the basement network on youtube subscribe to their channel check out the stream we just did we have another stream coming up i believe we got one coming up on tuesday next week um anything that we have planned that is like between then just tune into my twitter page I'll keep you guys locked in. I'll keep you guys updated. Tune into the rest of the guys as well. Follow the Basement Network. Um, we got a lot of fun things that are going on, as I, t I talked about. You know, we're going to have weekly streams. We're going to do some fantasy football talk as well. So we're going to have a stream on that. Um, we're going to host a lot of Twitter spaces. You know, when breaking news pops out, we're going to do pregames. We're going to do half times, and we're going to do post games on YouTube. So Keep it locked into my Twitter page. Keep it locked into the Basement Networks Twitter page and YouTube channel because we got a lot to cover, guys, like a lot of Dolphins football to talk about. It's going to be a fun-ass season. But, guys, remember, podcasts will still be out here weekly, so I will catch up with you guys here next week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun, um, sharing a lot of my thoughts on the whole Dolphins training camp, you know, the Deshaun Watson news, the Stephen Ross news, and this AFC East prediction, man. I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, thank you so much for the continued support. Those of you guys who are not following me on Twitter just yet, please do so at sports vibes 305 get at me there ladies and gentlemen i will catch you here next week thank you so much for the continued support and once again as always thank you for listening to the miami sports vibes podcast with nando diaz